Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. Um, I'm your host, Sarah, and this week I am joined by the fabulous Bridget Johns from Be Simply Free. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Bridget. She is a city girl that moved to the country vowing it would just be a two-year stint, then married a farmer. She now lives happily on a sheep and cereal farm with her husband and two children on the York Peninsula of South Australia. For the first 16 years of her career, she worked in state government and regional development roles, supporting economic development, well-being and engagement initiatives in education, workforce and skills development, as well as export and investment projects. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> um, she now runs her own company called Be Simply Free, which exists to teach women to reduce their mental load by decluttering their homes, phones, calendars and minds so they can find more space in their homes and their time in their calendars to collect moments, not things. Welcome, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you on the show. I am such a decluttering fan and uh, I'm hoping we're going to bring everyone over to the dark side today. <laughs> So yes, let's do started, it. <laughs> yes, I love to always ask people, um, tell me how you got started running your business. Yes, well, as you said, I've worked in project management in regional development um, since I've moved to the country and met my now husband. But there were some changes. Machinery of government change means we were moved between departments without our choice. And although my skill set was transferable, uh, it just didn't align with my values and I felt like it wasn't um, supporting me. So I thought if time and money were no object, what would I do? And I scarily wrote down this goal of being a professional organizer. And then I took baby steps to bring that to life while I still had uh, 14 months to run on a government contract. And literally it was just taking one baby step after the other to see what this industry was work out what my niche was, how I could manage it from a farm that was 20 minutes from anywhere. And that <laughs> led me to, yeah, working with people over Zoom. And it started two weeks before the dreaded pandemic started. And a lot of people didn't know what Zoom was back then. So there was a slight silver lining for me that I could support people during this challenging time when they were spending more time in their physical spaces and noticing how the clutter affected how they felt. And yeah, now I help people declutter not only their physical spaces, but their calendars and minds too, because it's that mental load and mental clutter and those expectations and excessive appointments we keep putting into our calendar that really helps us to, yeah, live a simple and um, be simply free in your version of your decluttered life. Oh, oh my goodness, so much juicy <laughs> stuff in there. Let's start with talking about the pandemic because I remember watching the news and um, all of the op shops saying that they couldn't take mm. any more donations because everyone went a little bit declutter crazy, didn't they? Yes, yes, definitely. And this time of year, we're recording this early on in the year and if people listen uh, at the start of the year or any time they have a holiday, but particularly between Christmas and New Year, everyone does that big declutter because they've generally got a lot of stuff over the Christmas period or um, we a lot of people give love by giving physical things. And I'd love if people could just take a moment and look uh, and see what has come into their home over this Christmas period and see if you want that to happen again. Yes, you may want that to happen, but if you're decluttering things, what are those things you're decluttering and 
can we make our door a force field and be really conscious of we let what we let in in the future because it does affect how we feel when we're surrounded by more stuff and can we focus on collecting more moments and less things in 2023? Oh, I love that. And I have to say, I think a lot of us... Um, and um, I know my mum doesn't listen to my podcast, so I'm like going to say this. My mum is going to be potentially moving out of her family home that she's been in for like 35 years or something um, in, and downsizing. And she thinks she doesn't have a lot of stuff, but she has a nice sized house with lots of very full cupboards. So it doesn't look like a lot of stuff, does it? And I think often we think of people who need to declutter as people that are like those extreme hoarders, aren't they? And we often think, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah. And at the moment we are in a caravan for two weeks and it's a real eye opener to think that we can live quite comfortably. I don't even know how many square foot it is in a tiny space and with lots of less stuff. And when you go stay at a holiday home, you normally have a home that's got less stuff in it. And we tend to feel a little bit more calmer also because we're not working, but it's a reminder when you do go back into your own home, do you need as much stuff around you um, as you have? And for example, I truly believe that having less physical stuff around us saves us time. If we've got less things to put away, we've got less tidying up and cleaning time and we can spend more of that time with our family and friends. And it's about making those micro baby steps. And I love talking about making a 1% change to your day. Like uh, 1% of your day is actually 14.4 minutes. So less than 15 minutes. And if we can pull back and find an extra 1% of our day, we can do more things that we love. And for example, mm. in our home, we only have eight bowls, eight spoons, eight knives and eight forks in our kitchen area. We actually have another 12 in our carport. So uh, in a car shed cupboard, that's mice proof on a farm. So when we have visitors, we've got enough stuff, but day to day, we only have those eight uh, utensils and cutlery because when we had more, we would have more pile up on the bench top and we would get frustrated by that physical clutter of dirty bowls and dishes. But by only having eight, we can get through a couple of serves of lunch or tea. And if we do need an extra thing, we can wash it as we go so it doesn't build up. So see if there's any of those little micro changes you can make in your home because we don't need to do a full house, house declutter at once. We can do these little steps to get us to where we want. Oh, I love that. So let's talk about, um, let's start with, because um, most of my audience are like me and we have home offices and mm -hmm. I'm in a really fortunate position that my home office is my, like a fourth bedroom. So it's a spare bedroom yes. in my home. But unfortunately, I like if I, um, it looks really nice where you're looking at me, Bridget, but <laughs> around me, there's a lot of clutter because it's also a dumping ground because it's the only spare space we have outside of our roof space. So when we're talking about our workspace, talk to me about why it's important to have a nice clean area and how that can go for us. Yes, I would definitely encourage people to put a little appointment in their calendar for literally a 15 minute appointment at least once a week to clear your spaces. Because if you can stay on top of that weekly, having the clear environment helps us to stay focused on the work we need to do. So let's value and treasure the joy of having a, an office space at home. Um, and I started my business on the kitchen table. So I do know that a lot of people have different spaces and we adjusted uh, and made a spare room into my office. But when we can see less physical clutter around us, it helps us stay focused and we can get through more work probably in a quicker amount of time. So we can do a bit of a cat, like have a carrot for ourselves. If we keep our office space tidy, we can get the work done quicker and then we can go and spend more time enjoying um, the spare time we have. And for people that are using kitchen benches, um, I actually converted our buffet uh, table into a mini office space. So my 
books and pens and stuff would go away when we needed to convert the table into my office when the kids were at school. And then we would reconvert it into a dining room table at the end of the day. So it's really flipping it. So it's a full office space when I'm working and a full dining room table when it's dining room table time. Oh, that's such a good tip. And it's really, I used to work um, because we used to have our spare bedroom as an actual bedroom for guests of which we tend to have very few and far between. It's really ridiculous, isn't it? We hold this space. Um, My my husband's um, parents often come from New Zealand, but we worked out that we bought a nice sofa bed and that would do the job just fine. And we could have this room that sat idle all the time. (laughs) 100%. And a big tip that I could give all, I give all my clients and your listeners is set your home up for your family, not your visitors. So we're in exactly the same boat that society had told me. We had a four-bedroom house with two kids, so I needed to have a spare room set up for when we have visitors. And my family lives two and a half hours away, so they do come quite often. We'd probably have visitors once a month. But 95% of the time, I'm now using that space as my home office and we flip the room. So my son now has a queen size bed in his room and his king single is in my office like a day bed. And um, he comes into my office when we do have those visitors stay over. So now a room that was used maybe less than 5% of the time is now used 95% of the time. So I'd encourage everyone to stop focus notice and see what those little tweaks are that you can make to your home. So it's really set up for your family who do use it 95% of the time <laughs> rather than what society says we need spaces to be set it's up. It's so at. interesting. We've, we've both had that same thing. So what was that you just said? Stop, focus and notice. Was stop, that what you focus, said? Stop, focus, notice. Yeah, that's another Oh, I love ride. that. Tell me yeah, about that. So <laughs> stop doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Focus on what the issue is. So if it is office space and using your dining room table, really take the time to write down all the issues you're coming up against and try and look at a situation with fresh eyes and talk to partners or kids if it's a a situation that involves other people or and get their ideas and input uh, into the situation too. Then notice what your options are for solving it. And rather than just getting to the first option, have a big think about what's a low cost option, a high cost option, a low time option, a, a, um, a longer term option and really see what that mix is and try one of them. And maybe it's trying that quick option with the plan to build in the longer version. Maybe if you do need to extend a house or do some more physical changes to the home or save up for something to make it happen. Uh, so you're not living on that hamster wheel of doing the same thing over and over again and getting frustrated and sometimes resentful to um, maybe your business or the people in your home as well. So stop, focus, notice. Oh, I, I'm honestly, Bridget, I So many contexts. <laughs> I was about to say, I think context. I could tell my, my teenage sons and give them that and they would get something from that as well. So good. But um, really, really interesting that you say that we kind of do things out of habit and don't even, like I said, we're not noticing what's going on and we kind of put up with these things. Like, um, We've been in our house over 10 years now and we've only had it as a home office for about half of that and I've always worked at home. <laughs> so for many years I may do with these, like we have quite a nice size house, but I may do with these kind of like laptop on the corner of the couch on the kitchen bench on the on the dining table and um it was really my husband when I started doing a lot of coaching and I was just said to him so noisy I'm getting really distracted and it was actually him that suggested the move and it's just been great and I love being able to close the door I love that luxury of that Mm -hmm. 
and it's a perfect example of sometimes we can get that tunnel vision on our own home um, or we just copy what our parents have always done. I moved into a farmhouse and copied how my mother-in-law set up our farmhouse. But when you can verbalize how things are making you feel, some people can come in with fresh eyes and say, have you thought of this option? And definitely um, a big believer in that closing that office door and sometimes even putting a post-it note on it to remind yourself not to go back in because <laughs> sometimes I can get caught up. I'll just quickly go and do that. And no, I'm clocked off. Oh, Let's we have, let a, we have a rule. No one's allowed in our office between seven and seven. Excellent. Yeah. Great idea. <laughs> it's a really rigid rule. My husband's really rigid about it because we work together. Um, yep. And um, it's actually really nice because I, I am an early riser, but I'll sit on my laptop and I'll sit in, sit on the lounge um, before anyone gets awake and I'll just have a little play, but I actually don't feel like I'm working then because I feel like I haven't gone into the work. Mm-hmm. It sounds silly, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about um, digital clutter. Cause that's a, I, I know that physical space is a thing, but I'm finding with my coaching clients more and more that they're completely overwhelmed with emails, with messages, with all of these things that that, that feel like are taking up their digital space, which doesn't sound like it should be as stressful, but I think it's even more stressful. Yeah. So that's something you help with. Definitely. And it's like a vortex. Like you look at your screen sometimes like, oh, there's nothing there. It's a little laptop, probably less than a kilo, but it's almost like, yeah, a matrix of all these different things behind there. And again, it's about stop, focus, notice um, what's happening in that laptop environment. I'm a big believer in having a clear desktop. So I don't have any uh, icons or folders or things on my desktop. And then I break it down into a folder system um, for my business and personal life. So they are separated so I can sort through that as well. I'm a big believer in the zero inbox. That doesn't mean you don't have emails that need to be actioned, but it's about triaging your in your emails so that you know what needs to be done um, on the day. So I run a do folder, a digest folder, um, and a delegate folder plus my filed away um, like documented folders. So they've got everything I don't need to action. And by doing that, it yes, there's newsletters that I do want to read but I probably don't need to be doing them at 9am on a Monday morning when is a productive time. So I file it away into my digest um, folder and then I make some space in my calendar to actually read them um, and action them if I need to. And then the do folder is things I need to do and the delegate folder is things that I have done, but I just want to keep that email um, accessible so I know that someone is following up on it because we all know sometimes people don't do what they say and you can need to follow <laughs> up there. So that keeps Absolutely. my inbox um, empty yeah, every couple of days so that I'm actioning what I need to do there. Um, but then also it's the photos. Gosh, that's something I'm really focusing on in 2023 myself and really making some time again in your calendar to go through and like block out, uh, put timer on for 15 minutes, which again is 1% of your day and just do that delete of some of those multiple photos. Because remember once upon a time we had a camera that took 24 or 36 photos, but <laughs> I bet most of us take 24 to 50 photos in a minute uh, rather than 100%. a week. So let's do that cull um, and just keep what we need. And there's some technology. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still around, but last time I did a declutter, there was a Gemini app for iPhone that went through and any of those bursts of photos it would pick with AI the best photo option for you and then um, you could put the other ones in the delete folder uh, and so that's cool 
I feel like you've hit on one of my sore spots because I'm I am like an inbox zero girl as well. You're speaking my language there. I really <laughs> struggle with photos on my phone. I'm very sentimental. And at the moment my um iCloud storage is full and it keeps trying to yeah. upgrade me. I'm like, I'm not upgrading because that means that like it, like I'm sure you say to your clients, more storage is not the answer. <laughs> no, I definitely not. And um and if you want to use that one percent, maybe I'm a big one for um ticking things off. So I found a new app that I'm really enjoying. Again, it's only on iPhone phone at the moment but I'm sure Android users could have a search for an app but I'm using the done app on um, iPhone and it's just a habit tracker so I'm trying to do one percent of my day on yoga so I figure that is something I can do for 365 days even if I'm feeling a bit flat I can still do some stretching but maybe someone's goal is to spend one (laughs) percent of their day doing a photo declutter and really (laughs) that might be me declutter and then actually store them in a way you're going to view them so I um, make sure we do every family holiday is in a blurb book that's another um, uh, app that makes it into a book like snapfish or things like that yes and I wait until they've got a 40% off sale to make them but we do every family holiday we have one big one a year into a blurb book but now I want to backdate and make a year um, summary uh, into some blurb books so Maybe that can be Ooh, an extra nice... one I can add on to to my um daily. I love that idea. Um I my husband loves um making video or photos. So we have a lot oh, of video beautiful. that like um we have a like a on our all all of our screens, if it, if something goes into sleep mode because he's a real techie, it brings up your photos and rotates them through like a digital photo screen. And um he's just updated that. And at the moment we were <laughs> my son and I were meant to be we were meant to be choosing something on Netflix. You know how that's arduous. And yes. so while we were waiting, all these photos were going in about 15 minutes later, my husband comes in and he goes, are you watching things? Yes. I said, we're watching the photos. They're loving it. It's so pleasant. And it's funny how those photos, I think the sad thing about digital photos is they don't see the light of day so often. Yeah. And really, if you are putting photos into photo books like Blurb, please put a little um, explanation next to them to explain what it is for the next generation. Um, And there are actual photo organizers out there. So if you do want some actual help to do some of that physical photo um, organizing, um, send me a DM and I can link you up with some specific photo Someone actually does that. Yeah, so they can do, (laughs) um, you can send them a safe version of your hard drive and they can do some photo organizing for you. Plus they can also do, physical photo organizing for you and they have a system so um one of them is a guest in clear clarifying time my course and she talks through the abcd method for choosing which photos you want to keep but a key component of that is also writing that little blur because i wouldn't know what a photo of my parents or grandparents was if there wasn't an explanation talking about who is in that photo so yeah anyone's interested in that reach out and i can link you (laughs) oh definitely now you just dropped in there that you've got an online course (laughs) And I'm like, oh, sorry. I think I need it. <laughs> tell me about it or tell everyone about it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a big believer that, yes, someone can come into your home and do the physical decluttering for you. But I really believe that it's a habit change and building new lifelong healthy home habits that's going to keep you decluttered for longer. So that's why I've built the course Clear Clutter Find Time, which helps you to really think and stop focus, notice what your life looks like now, what your version of a decluttered life looks like, because we're not cookie cutter approach and it's you need to find out what's right for you. But I guide you to help you find um, that version out and help to see what your kitchen needs to look like. That's a key area of your home making your master bedroom a sanctuary a lot of time it's a dumping zone but it's the first thing we see in the morning and last thing we see at night so let's make it a beautiful 
beautiful space to live in, Aww. making some choices about what kids' toys and what kids' rooms look like so we can set them up for um, not holding on to everything that comes in, including that rock and stick. Um, yeah, and what we can do with newfound time and a gift giving is a big one as well, helping us re-focus um, what uh, giving a gift looks like. It doesn't need to be the physical stuff. Maybe it's actually having an experience together or doing something together rather than giving stuff. So, yeah, I love uh-huh. helping people over a 12-week period. It's a group course, so you can ask me any questions. I'm like your unlimited professional organizer in there and we can get really nitty-gritty into what we move around in spaces and also what the calendars look like as well. Wow so when does that kick off in 2023? So the 10th of Feb is our first course and then we'll have another one in June and September as well Um, but if if that doesn't align or people don't like the group environment you can also reach out and DM me and we can look at a, a one-on-one private option where we catch up privately and you also get access to all those clear clutter find time um, videos as well when you work one-on-one with me so a few different options but yeah Amazing. I love just sharing the free tips on Instagram and things like that as well. Brilliant. Now for all of my listeners, um, the link for Bridget's course, um, because this podcast episode will come out before the 10th of Feb. So, um, but if you're listening to this later, um, it's obviously you run it live three times a year, which is brilliant. Um, But I'll make sure the links are in there because that does sound really good. (laughs) And I have to say, um, it is something that um, I always make a joke about clutter because my husband and I are different people. He's like a pack rat and I'm like, I will, I will throw out anything that's not nailed down. And um, I always say to him, it takes eternal vigilance. It's like Amnesty International. (laughs) I am like, I am like what's coming through my front door. I'm so evil. And I've got a bunch of Christmas presents still sitting on the floor in my bedroom. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with these. People give me stuff and I really want to return some of it because it's more stuff and I don't want it and feel really evil. But um, I really like that. I like what you do. I like those clear spaces. I like having that clear freedom in my home and it's, but it is hard, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also about talking to people now um uh about what you want Christmas 2023 gosh it's even crazy to think (laughs) but let's have a chat now with family members and friends about what gift giving or what the day looks like um for us we've always been really good about splitting Christmas up between my husband's family and my family so we're not racing across the country as I said we're two and a half hours apart from family members We do different things gift-wise between my husband's family and my family with some gift giving for adults on my side of the family, but just kids on his. And again, no cookie cutter approach, but have those open communications now about what gift giving looks like. Maybe it's a Kris Kringle where you sort of share what um, you might be looking for and some things you definitely don't like, or maybe there's um, yeah different things you can look at to, to simplify Christmas and have more joy and time together with the people because that's what mm. I really believe those holiday periods oh, are look, for. Not Bridget, for I, feel like I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast later in the year because yes, I would love to talk to you about that. And that's something that um, I know that it's not strictly business related, but I know that we give gifts in our business. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of us do. I'm very, um, I'm very mindful giver. Um, I always give gifts that can be consumed or used. Yes, I'm a big fan <laughs> of that too. <laughs> So um, I always really focus on that. So I would love to have you come back and talk about mindful giving because I think that that's something we all struggle. And I have to say it has definitely got easier as my children have gotten older. (laughs) Yeah. And like we still give gifts to our kids as well. It's not like if there's no gifts under the Christmas tree, but 
Mr. 11 need a new desk close to Christmas. So that became a Christmas <laughs> present. And yeah, Miss Naya need a new bike again, close to that Christmas period. Um, and same with birthday. So they always get something physical, but maybe it's talking to grandparents who want to give lots of money relate. They want to give you X amount of dollars worth. Let's give a little thing and put a hundred dollars into a share account and talk to kids that in 18 years time, that hundred dollars is going to turn into half a car or something I don't know the conversions but you know start that yeah I love all that oh look Bridget it's been oh gosh it's gone so quickly (laughs) it's been (laughs) such a pleasure having you on as my very first guest on the podcast for 2023 Um, I am certain that my listeners have loved hearing some of your tips about making our office and our life space more manageable and tackling some of that digital declutter Um, to all my listeners um, the way in which you connect with Bridget will be in all of the show notes I would highly recommend you follow her on Insta because that's how I found her Um, and look it's lovely to have you on Bridget Um, I'm really really excited for 2023 and I know that we can enter it with less clutter and things will definitely be off to a better start thank you and just remember let's make a one percent change to our day it's less it's 14.4 minutes so just start little and that momentum and habit change will really support you for all of 2023 brilliant oh thank you so much and to all my listeners I'll catch you the same time next week on the social circus Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.